Greetings everyone, this is Father Michael. Praise be Jesus Christ. Think about that. Praise be Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord. Did you ever, you know, we say that a lot of times um, as believers, but I think we get used to saying it. But I'd like you to think about what, what that actually means. Like if you say that, that means anytime a human being disappoints you, that you allow that disappointment as an opportunity to let Christ be your Lord and Savior. So disappointments actually are an opportunity to let Jesus Christ be who He says He is. When you say Jesus is Lord, that means you're willing to make Him with your own free will, your own choice, the most important, important person in your whole entire life. More important than you and I. More important than yourself. More important than your spouse or family or friends. You're willing to say, Jesus, you are my center of my existence. You are the center of the universe. You are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. So I want you to think about that. If you really walk in that truth, if you walk in the truth that Jesus is Lord, you know what that means? That means that any time again, life disappoints you, work disappoints you, you disappoint yourself or anything happens that's less than your heart desires. That means again that you're saying that it's okay. It's expected that this world will disappoint because the world as we know it, as the Lord says, is passing away. But His Spirit, His Word is spirit and life. He says, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I am the life. Now I want to take that a minute. I am the way. What is he talking about? Listen, we model our lives after the mysteries of the Holy Mass, the Eucharist. If you've never been to a Eucharist or a Mass in a Catholic church, I invite you to come to the Mass and pay attention to what happens at the Mass. Pay attention. At the beginning of Mass, right off the bat, we, we, we are entering and we process into song, into the sanctuary, meaning into the Holy of Holies. That's what life is meant to be, is walking with God, walking into God's heart. So we walk into the mystery. We step into the sacred mysteries of our faith. And then right after that, what happens? We ask the Lord to forgive us after we make the sign of the cross on our bodies, meaning Our bodies were designed to love as God loves. We sign our bodies with the cross. We ask God to forgive us for the times we haven't loved as He loves through our bodies. Times we failed in our thoughts, in our words, and in our actions. What we've done and what we've failed to do. So not only sins we've committed, but sins of omission. Sins that are not doing what we should do as believers in the Lord. So if you really are standing on the Word of God, and you believe in Jesus Christ, and you allow that truth to enter into your heart right now, that means you should be filled with happiness and hope and joy. Unless there's a part of you that still wonders, maybe He isn't going to do it for me. Just maybe He won't come through on His part. Maybe God can't be trusted and His promises can't be trusted. Well, that's where we need to renounce and repent, right? In the name of Jesus Christ. I repent of unbelief in the name of Jesus Christ. I repent of the spirit of fear 
In the name of Jesus Christ, I repent of the spirit of addiction. In the name of Jesus Christ, I repent of making my spouse into a false god. In the name of Jesus Christ, I repent of making money into a false god. In the name of Jesus Christ, I repent of making my friend into a false god. You know, we substitute spouses, children, friends, um, work, exercise, food, entertainment for God. We don't realize how much we are guilty of idolatry. And you need to be able to allow the Holy Spirit to convict you right now. The Holy Spirit wants to convict you and I and tell you, hey, it's okay to admit that you and I have committed idolatry. You got a golden calf. What is our golden calf? Where do we need to be saved? So again, I want you to think about that at Mass. We're asking forgiveness for the times we've made things and people uh, way more important than God. And again, what's really crazy about all this is, um, to me, what really is amazing about all this is we, we say it all the time as Christians, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. But I, I would like you to really think about it again. You know, we, I think we get used to saying Jesus is Lord, but we really don't deep down believe it. I believe that we got complacent, that we get into a place where we, we kind of coexist with lies. That if He's really Lord, then why am I bummed right now? Why am I down and out right now? Because, yeah, you might be hurt, you might be legitimately hurting or wounded, but that doesn't mean there's not an answer, that there's not hope. Because God came into the world. Did you just hear what I said? Did you hear it? God came into the world. Do you realize that? God, the God who made the sun, moon, and stars, came into this world. Again, why doesn't it hit us? Why don't we let that affect us or really, if you will, intoxicate us? Um, there's a book called Sober Intoxication, meaning we got to let God's Spirit intoxicate us, um, fill us to a level of sobriety. See, the Lord, when He intoxicates you, He makes you sober, meaning you realize nothing in this world can satisfy me. So, at the Mass, after we've repented, we often um, will sing sometimes the Gloria, where we give God glory because we've said, yes, I've turned from you, now I turn to you as the, the glorious one, the one who can make me who um, I need to be, the one who could set me free from um, relying on things that are passing to give me peace. It's time for you and I to stop pretending and to start really walking out what we proclaim and profess in our faith. And then after we hear, uh, we sing to Gloria, notice we sing it, right? We praise Him. So when you're singing and you're praising, do it with your heart. Bless your body with your heart in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ask for forgiveness from our hearts. Pray with the heart. Sing with the heart. Do everything with the heart, right? I mean, this is what, if you really believe it, then, I mean, this is an amazing mystery that we celebrate as Christians. And then finally, you know, think about the next part of the Mass, the Word of God. We hear now the Word. After we sing the Alleluia, we all stand, we, we stand up. 
and we, we first we're seated and we hear God's word, an, an Old Testament reading, a psalm, a New Testament reading. Then the, we stand and sing an hallelujah for the gospel because it's like the gospel, right? The New Testament where the old and the new come together at the mass. God, Christ fulfills the old covenant in the new covenant. It's, it's the dancing of the old and new testament coming together and we're hearing it. In God's Word, when it's spoken into you, when you're hearing the readings read at Mass, at the Eucharist, at the liturgy, listen and receive the words. You might not understand them all. You might not even believe them all right away. But I would ask that you please agree with God. At least agree with Him. Give Him the benefit of the doubt. Agree with our Lord. <clears throat> and then after that, the priest or deacon will preach a, a message a homily which will break open the scriptures and help us to relate them to our own personal lives um, and begin to again feed us and instruct us in the Holy Spirit how to walk and live in the Holy Spirit. And by the way, you could read Romans chapter 8, Life in the Spirit. It's a powerful, I love Romans 8. And then um, after that, um, we have the offertory, right? Where we we put the bread and wine on the altar um, and that's symbolic, right, of what we've done with what God has given us. You know, what have you done with what God's given you? God's given you everything. He's given us everything. So what have we done with it? You know, God made wheat and God made grapes. We make the bread and we make the wine, right? So what have we done with our wheat and our grapes? Our humanity, our humanity. What have you done with your eyes this week? What have you done with your ears this week? What have you done with your imagination this week? How have you used your passions and desires to draw people to Christ? How have you used your, your feet to serve the Lord? Um, how have you used your, uh, your appetites? You know, what did you do? How did you um, guide them or did you not guide them, right? So again, you could see like we're, we're laying on the altar, our ups, our downs, our highs, our lows, the good, the bad, the ugly. We're laying it all on the altar saying, God, Here's what, what, here's what I've done with what you've given me. Here's what I've done with my humanity. I lay it on the altar. And what's God do? You, the people that bring up the gifts hand it to the priest, right? Who's the priest? Jesus is the priest. At the Mass, there's not, a, there's not like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of priests around the world. There's one priest. If you understand the mystery, there's only one priest. Jesus Christ is the priest. Every ordained priest in the Catholic Church is participating in, participating in the one priesthood of Jesus. The Mass is the one sacrifice of Christ, which is made present to all ages, times, and generations, which is why it's called a sacrament. A sacrament um, comes from the word mystery. The mystery is that Christ draws all generations into His Calvary life-giving love, his, his power of His resurrection, the life, the death, the resurrection, we call that the Paschal mystery, happens at every Mass, right? And so every Asian generation that are at Mass are participating in Jesus' life, Jesus' death, and Jesus' resurrection. That's why we have a crucifix in the Catholic Church and not a resurrected Christ, because the Mass is the holy sacrifice. It's where you and I join the sacrifices of our life, saying no to our unruly passions and desires is a sacrifice. Saying no to the person that cut us off on the way to work, no to, you know, 
I'm giving them unkind gestures. <laughs> That's a sacrifice, right? Saying no to the gossip that we're tempted to speak or enter into conversation with people. Like We don't do those things as Christians because God says those things hurt Him, offend Him, and we don't want to hurt and offend God because if you're hurting and offending God, ultimately we're hurting and offending ourselves. So the, the Ten Commandments, right? The first three is love God. The last seven is love neighbor. So offending God and neighbor. Really, if you offend your neighbor, we are offending God. If you offend God, you're offending your neighbor. So they all go together, right? But the point is, is we're laying on the altar what we've done. The bread and the wine. Here's what's natural. And what's natural is going to be made supernatural. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus takes our human offering as we fully, actively, consciously participate, as we give Him our human um, efforts, as limited and as broken as they are, we give Him all of our humanity. Again, the betrayals, the, the joys, the tears, the sorrows, the sadness, the ups, the downs, highs, lows. You know, you might think of wedding vows and good times and bad, give Him all that. Richness and poor, give Him all that. Until death do us part, right? Give Him all that, everything. And so the, the Lord takes our human offering. He calls down the Spirit on the bread and the wine. And the bread and wine, He takes it and He transforms it into His own body and blood. Food. Food for our journey from this life on earth until we enter into the glory of heaven. The Mass is a foretaste of heaven on earth. The Mass, the Eucharist, the holy sacrifice of the Mass is the wedding feast of the Lamb. At every Mass, heaven and earth kiss. At every Mass, the angels are... There are so many angels at every Mass. Every guardian angel, obviously. But our guardian angels are actually excited because they can hang out with all the other um, angels that are present at the Eucharist, worshiping the innocent Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So next time you're at Mass, let, let God touch your imagination. Just imagine myriads of angels above the altar and all around the church above you. And then imagine the saints all around the altar. And imagine even the souls in purgatory there below the altar reaching up for graces. And then imagine the Blessed Mother kneeling there, um, kneeling as her son offers his life um, at the Mass in an unbloody manner. Again, the Mass is the the mystical representing of the sacrifice of Calvary. And we're there. Think of, this is amazing. You know, um, if you've read Scott Hahn's books, The Lamb's Supper, you see a lot of these allusions, right? We sing the Holy, Holy. That's in the book of Revelation. What is Revelation? The book of Revelation. It's a, it's a vision of um, John the Apostle seeing heaven. So there's the Holy, Holy chanted. What? There's the angels, the incense. Sometimes at Mass we'll use incense. The candles, the altar. And then on the altar there was a lamb as though it was slain. That's what happens at Mass. Christ is giving His life, laying His life down um, on that altar for the glory of the Father and the salvation of our souls. This is powerful. So again, think of this. If you really believe that when you're at Mass, you're in heaven, that heaven and earth kiss at every Mass, that you're there... Think of how privileged you and I are to be at the Mass. So I just want to encourage you. And I just want to kind of... Um, the words I wanted to get to again was... Uh, do 
this in memory of me. Did you ever think about that? Do this. What is the this? Do this in memory of me. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. How do we live our lives? That's the way is the this. Do this in memory of me. What is that this? That's uniting all that you go through all day long at every moment. Ups, downs, highs, lows. Uniting it to Jesus our Lord on the altar. So I want you to think about that. For example, when you deny yourself something um, you are actually living out the Mass. You're taking up your cross. You're following Jesus. You're living the Mass. You're living, it's Christ in your body and you're letting Jesus choose to um, deny, um, you're, letting, you're letting yourself share in Jesus' offering by letting Christ glorify the Father and save souls by your choice to deny yourself of something that um, would short-circuit God's plan in your heart. So, for example, you know, getting up earlier to pray. All right, you're denying yourself some sleep, right? But you're doing that. And in doing that, you're letting Christ, you're choosing Christ, and you're letting Christ lift your heart and soul to the Father. And <clears throat> this is the cool part. You and I actually, by denying ourselves maybe a little sleep and getting up and doing a little extra prayer, are glorifying God the Father, but we're also saving souls, Others in the church are being set free and saved. For example, you're saying, Jesus, I offer up this fatigue, this, I'd rather stay in my warm bed, but I'm going to get up because I love you more than sleep. I'm going to get up, I'm going to read my scriptures, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to offer up, Lord, the sacrifice it is to get up with your sacrifice in you and through you. And Mass, you'll hear those words, through him, with him, and in him. I'm going to unite it all to you, Lord, for somebody that has a tired spirit, for someone in the world or for people in the world that their spirits are, um, they feel defeated and tired and they've given up. And then when you, you join it to the Lord, it goes from the natural to the supernatural. From your sacrifice, now it becomes His sacrifice. And only the sacrifice of Jesus is capable of meriting grace. But because you and I are baptized, when we join our life to Christ in those little things, the natural becomes supernatural. It's no longer I who live. As Paul says, it's no longer I who live. It's Christ who now is living in me and through me. Read Colossians 1.24. He says, I make up for what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. That is his body, the church. How can Christ's sufferings be lacking? Well, Christ in himself as a person has no lacking in his sufferings. But remember, Christ, his body, the church, is lacking, meaning not everyone that's Christian is offering their lives with Christ, in Christ, and through Christ. So we got to sometimes make up for what's lacking in other members of the body of Christ. Let's say someone has an addiction, okay? Well, by me fasting and saying no to my appetite to maybe say, let's say I want to eat, you know, it's Friday and I want to eat uh, my pizza or steak or um, chips or hamburger, whatever. And I say, no, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deny myself of that. Okay, so what you're just doing, now that's natural. You're choosing to deny yourself of something. That's a natural, you know, human sacrifice. You're, you're, merit, you're, you're, you're offering it, right? 
Now you give it to Christ and it goes from natural to supernatural. And no longer just human natural virtue, but now it becomes um, holy. It becomes Christ denying um, himself for the glory of God the Father. You know, we are participating in his mission to save souls. So that grace then helps save that person from their addiction because we're all one body. And if I'm the toe and you're the finger, if you inject great love and healing into the finger, it's going to eventually make it to the toe, right? Well, if I'm denying myself of that hamburger or whatever it be, and then I give it to the Lord, I'm living the mass. That's the redemption. I'm participating in His redemptive act on Calvary. I'm, I'm laying my life down for another brother or sister that has an addiction. And, and they can be in a whole other nation or state. They could be for that matter, they might be up on the moon. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're a member of the body of Christ, it will affect them and grace will flow out. And this is the joy of, that's why Paul says often in the scripture, or in the, he'll say, rejoice in your sufferings. Well, how can I rejoice in my sufferings? Well, if you understand the mystery of who you are in your baptism and your ability to participate in Christ's sacrifice and redemptive mission, to take away sin, to heal, to deliver other brothers and sisters in Christ, not my own power and merit, but by Christ in me. I can do all things. And so I want you to think about, this is a way to live your lives. This is a way. This is where the cross and the crib meet. The cross and the crib. The Christ child and the crib and His cross meet. Because when you and I unite our sufferings and deny ourselves, take up our cross and join our life to Christ and live the Mass, then people experience the crib. Christ is born in hearts in India, Africa, China, South America, North America, Canada, Russia, wherever. God will birth souls. And this is how we become spiritual uh, parents. Um, you might not be a parent biologically with having your own children but you can be a spiritual mom or spiritual dad by going through those birth pains by denying yourself suffering entering into the the passion of jesus uniting yourself with christ that's what living the mass is and graces flow out through you and that's how uh souls are born again so this is a lot i know um but it's powerful and i get pumped about it because to me there's no other reason to be alive than to live this lifestyle of Jesus Christ. And again, it's not easy. It's hard. We all fall on our face. But don't get discouraged. Um, right now, let's ask the Lord. Lord, we ask you for the gift to live out the Mass. Teach us how to live the Mass, Jesus. Not to just say you are Lord and just kind of go through the motions. And we're done with that. I'm done with going through the motions. I want to live it out. So I'm asking everyone to make a personal choice in your heart with your own free will to live the suffering of Jesus. And in sharing in His sufferings, you share in His life. If you don't share in His cross and death, you can't share really in His resurrection. So this is kind of like the pearl of great price, the pearl hidden in the field. Once you start to realize that embracing the crosses in your life rather than complaining about them, Embracing your inconveniences rather than complaining about them. 
joining them to the mass offered around the world, um, this is um, what makes life worth living. So my brothers and sisters, may the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father God, and the power of the Holy Spirit bless you, convict you, and empower you to live who you truly are. And may you deliver with Jesus people in your lives and around the world from evil in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.